survival podcast we rely on the animals for a lot of things here in our community so it shouldn't have surprised us that Uriah the pit bull is a powerful tool against the zombies we don't sick her on them usually rather we discovered she had a special talent while Tom and Corey were scouting on zoo grounds Adam, Ian, and I took Araya, loaded our weapons, and piled into the zoo's giant van with its pictures of wolves, snakes, and polar bears plastered on the sides. Most of our stocks are plentiful for now, but we ration carefully and are always thinking of ways to bolster our supplies. Our forays into the city are planned and purposeful affairs, leaving little room for leisurely exploration. I often volunteer to go, fueled by the fire of irrational hope. Maybe this will be the time that we find Jared. On this particular day, we were at Target, where the glass doors were shattered, shelves were gutted, and the generator-powered overhead lighting flickered eerily. Your average post-apocalyptic shopping trip. I'm going to find a whisk, Ian said. While Adam dug through the pet aisle for sturdy dog toys, I mused. I never could find pants that fit me at Target. But I had already pulled on a new track jacket and had a pair of socks in each pocket. I also found a pink sequined baseball hat, which I wore ironically, its garishness flying in the face of our new existence. Voices? I dropped the hat and the battery units I'd scavenged from the kids' toys when I heard the question, posed frantically from the greeting card aisle. I radioed Ian to be on alert, and Adam had already drawn his gun. The disembodied speaker was right to be confused, as we were. Zombies enlarged glands and tongue made it impossible for them to form words, let alone carry on conversations about Target's need for a petite section. Am I hearing voices? The speaker was a woman, distressed, and by the sound of it, now clattering through a display of photo albums to reach us. Take me with you! She appeared three aisles away and stopped, her hands tearing at her hair. She wore the red polo and khaki pants of a Target employee. Take me with you, she pleaded again, stepping closer. We lowered our weapons warily and began questioning the woman about her activities, how she'd survived. Specifically, we needed to know when, where, and how she had encountered any infected individuals. None, she assured us, answering shortly, as she'd done all our questions. I haven't had any contact. We decided to take her with us. Adam and I waited at the van where Araya had been standing guard and the woman collected her belongings. I started to consider how it might be nice to have another female in our community. The woman reappeared clasping a canvas shopping bag. Where's Ian? Adam asked. Suddenly Araya growled low in her throat and before we could stop her, leaped out of the van at the strange woman. Whoa, whoa, it's okay, Araya. I'm sorry she hasn't seen anyone new for a long time. I explained while Adam tried to restrain the agitated dog who was now barking furiously. She's not usually like this. Wait. The intensity in Adam's voice froze me. I've seen her like this before. He turned to the woman. Tell the truth. When did you last see an infected person? Did you touch them? No, no, he... I didn't, she stammered. Her face crumpled and she began to sob. It's been three days. I thought it would be fine. 
But it's not, is it? Adam demanded. The woman whipped a pistol out of her shopping bag and waved it, wildly screaming, It was fine. I was going to make it. She sank to her knees and added more softly, This morning it started. I could feel it. Before anyone could move, she turned the gun toward her head and fired. Good dog, Araya, I said. Ian appeared from inside the store, announcing triumphantly, I found a whisk. Voices provided by Suzanne Ackerman, Chad Luckner, and Adam Botsford. Produced by Adam Botsford. Produced under Chaotix Illustrations.